Hi guys, welcome back to the Once You're In, You're In podcast. We believe this is episode number 58 and I feel like I am looking leaner and Reese has had his haircut. Um, so they're the two main things. I, I, my face has actually come in a little bit. It's quite, I, I don't look that fat anymore. Mm, yeah. My, my face, it's not that bad. Yeah. I'm less than that. Less than that. It's a, sh- it's a shame, mate, because like your, fa- your face is looking less watery. I'd definitely say it's looking less fat, but I'm still. I wouldn't man. say no. But if you're comparing, like, what's happened to your midsection, mate? I think I thought you were lean at like 204 last time. Is it just the second you get to sub 200 that you look alright? No, I never look alright. I'm a shit bodybuilder. I'm flat as well at the minute, even though I've had like nine off plan meals during this mini cup. Yeah, too many. Two in the meals. past week. Yeah, too many. How's your week been, Finn? Come on, let's have a chat. We've been we've been all over the gap, haven't we? We have. It's been busy. So yes. today is Sunday. We're actually filming this the day before it's coming out because we didn't get chance on Thursday. Well, we, we could have had chance on Thursday, but like we hadn't stopped since Saturday. So Saturday morning, um, obviously we did normal check-ins, didn't we? And then we drove to Manchester, trained at Elite, um, Elite in Stockport, um, which was very good. Decent gym, like nice. Nice equipment, nice atmosphere, decent music. Can't complain, can we? You yeah. got offered a lifetime membership. I might as well say it now because you were going to say it. So you didn't, um, huh? You didn't get offered a lifetime. Um, membership. I'm not a big cheat. I got compared cheat. to. I got no, no, but I got compared to AJ Morris. Yeah, but you're not as big as AJ Morris, are you? Like both physically and socially, you're not as big. Um. Anyway, yeah. So we trained there on Saturday, and then obviously saw our clients because it was the um. The UK FBA Northern on the Sunday. So um, we went and saw all our clients in, in Noah's little travelodge room, which was nice. Uh, yeah. And obviously it was a show on the Sunday. Went out for food that Sunday night with uh, Matthew, Reese's client, and then trained again on the Monday at Elite and then drove back. And then Monday night um, mm-hmm. was the Monday night. Got, got in at 6 p.m. We had the flight less than 12 hours from that point. Yeah, we got back. <laughs> now, nah, we, yeah, we got back. Did we get back about half five? And then yeah. we both obviously had work to do still. I think we both can't remember what we had to do. But anyway, we did work. And then we watched the football, um, which I've had a few messages, mate. You said in last week's podcast, you were yeah, like, we don't, get beat. we don't get beat. I'm applying. I'm going to apply the, I didn't think we'd start Milner, Henderson, and Harvey. That's fine. Anyway, United won. And then the flight was at seven on Monday morning. So I think I got about half four. And yeah. then, and we'd, our sleep was shit, wasn't it, in Manchester? Because <laughs> the Airbnb that Reese booked was awful. And there's people upstairs just like running around at 2 a.m. both days. So that was shite. Um, and then, yeah, we missed the flight on, <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Tuesday morning because partly because we did push it a bit close, didn't we? But then also partly because the guy at the parking place told us to park down row E, but we actually should have been told row F. So we missed the bus. Then we had to wait another like 15, 20 minutes. And by that point, it was like, we got to the airport at quarter to seven and the flight was at seven. So we were still like, optimistic at that point. Though, weren't we? we were like, oh, might be all right. <laughs> we should have yeah, known by then. Like, there's no chance. Yeah. So yeah, we missed the flight. Um Reese got let through the first time with his cream of rice by Roy. Roy's a legend. If you watch my story, you'll know Roy. Yeah. And then the second time, because we basically had to book another flight 
and uh, we had to pay. And people like people going, oh, what, you had to pay for another flight? Yeah, it's our own fault. We missed a flight. We can't blame anyone else. Like we should have to pay. So we had yeah. to pay for another flight, um, which was only like an hour and a half later. And then we had to go through security again. And this time, Reese wasn't allowed through with his cream of rice because we got some woman. We didn't get Roy, but Roy was next to him. And Reese, um, he, he basically grasped Roy in. Um, and now Roy's a co coach because he lost his job. Yeah, Roy, Roy's now unemployed. And Roy's yeah, listening. No, he's, not. he's employed by you. Yeah, he's, he said he means like, mate, I'm out of a job now. My family are going to suffer. And he, I was like, don't worry, Roy. I'll take I've you on. You. I've got you, I've mate. Got you. Yeah. Welcome to Team Fit. We'll take you on. So that was all that. Um, and then we went, we were going to, we, I didn't even say we were flying to Northern Ireland to see Mr. Buff. We finally got there and we had actually, it was a really nice two days, wasn't it, with Jack? Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank yeah, you, well, Jack, if you're listening, for, for looking after us. Uh, yeah. And yeah, very, that was very good. It was very good to see him in person. Nice to be able to go out for food. We gave him a, a high day just so I could go out, really. I gave him a high day so I could go get sushi. Oh, no, you've got to have a high day. Um, oh, so that was nice. Oh, what a shame. Um, yeah. So yeah, generally all was good. Um, came back a little bit lighter after all that. Um, so there was two like off-plan meals with clients, basically. Um, obviously, I would have gone out for food with Noah, but we ended up going out with Matthew. So we went to Five Guys with Noah, didn't we? But we didn't yeah. eat. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. Do you want to chat about how the show went? Do you want to chat about how the week was from your perspective, mate? To be fair, mate, you've summarised it quite well. Like The show was really good fun. It was good. Uh, Matthew, Frank and Noah, they all looked really good. Like it was, it, we, we enjoyed it. It was a good day. We just kind of sat in the audience, chatted to a few people backstage, saw like the ins and out of a show. And it, it was like, it was a good day. It was, it was it was a good day to see how people did. And uh, and that was pretty much that. Obviously the evening time, it was nice. We went out for food. Obviously, as you said, there was Jamie. So he, we were in the the, the presence of a TikTok sensation. I, I got to meet him. Yeah, honestly, it's Jay, Jamie is funny though. We both are like, he's, he's, yeah. he's a nice lad. And then there was Jade. I might forget somebody. There was Jade. There was two people that were introduced to us in the meal. Um, there was Sarah. And then I think that's everybody. There was about eight of us, wasn't there? So anyway, it was a nice time. And then, like I said, other than us just being flat out, like staying with Jack was really good fun. We probably would have enjoyed that more if we weren't going in off the back of three yeah, or four nights it was well. good though like not saying we didn't enjoy it no, 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 we enjoyed it manchester yeah. was more difficult because obviously when you have a show day you can't just have a normal work day yeah so like that threw us off a little bit and then we were behind and then obviously we had the flight and everything like but to be fair i like flying because you can catch up on work easily like i just yeah. download all my voice notes and everything and get everything sort of prepared and responded to when we land yeah. um because i go on airplane mode unlike some naughty boys that don't Oh, wow. that's your fault that they nearly crashed me turbulence yeah, all your my fault, fault. I, didn't, I didn't turn on airplane mode uh, it is me um but yeah i i felt like obviously going to see jack was spot on because we literally just had our normal routine really yeah. like in terms of work and cardio and training and stuff and meals like that was really nice um manchester was still good but when you have that show it like it does throw you off doesn't it because you can't just be on your phone like usually we're on our phone like majority of the day or on the laptop and you yeah. can't because you're there with your client and you're there making sure that they're comfortable and you end up chatting with people. And before you know it, you've chatted with a few people and half an hour has gone. And like yeah. that's half an hour that you could have done a couple of check-ins or a few form feedback. So you were behind, but it was all good. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed Northern Ireland and I really liked the gym, the gym doc. Shout out to, to what's his name? Rab. Rab, Rab from the gym doc. 
legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did have a good time. Yeah, that's that. That's that. Other than that, when it comes to myself, first food increase went in Friday. Body weight's been pretty much the same. Like literally, I've run, I've said to like I've said on the podcast last time, I was running like a, a small maintenance block. I don't even like to say a maintenance block because it's not. It's literally just a holding position post-holiday. Like in any gaining phase, if the training demands aren't going to be there, is there a demand for food? Probably not. So I've literally been running like a baseline approach. Uh, I think 45 grams of carbs when I'm from Friday. Um, and then since then, body weight's again held. Like for me to gain weight, I always have to have a lot of food. So it's not going to be where I have two or three days worth and my body weight doesn't go up and I'm instantly like, right, more food is needed. I had probably one of the best push sessions I've ever had on uh, on Friday. Dipped 80 kilos for eight, which is like lifetime numbers significantly. Uh, pressed eight plates or eight and a half plates on the shoulder press for the most amount of reps. So performance is like pretty much at lifetime levels on the vast majority of numbers, numbers, vast majority of movements. And uh, and therefore, everything's all good. Recovery is good. I'm like two weeks after my holiday now. So that second rotation, first rotation after a deload is always like, getting yourself back into it recovery is a little bit skewed and then that second and third rotation is usually when like fatigue's at a minimum feel really good and this is the first week where like we'll all be tra- we'll be training at our usual gyms pretty much it will be just consistent so i'm quite looking forward just to in a way do the same stuff we always do but because i haven't done it for so lo- like such a decent amount of time it's going to be quite exciting to, to kind of see how things go so yeah life is good training's good coaching's busy and uh, and I, I don't really have too many complaints. Do you want to get into the questions? We've got a few from last week, haven't we? Yeah, I don't even remember where we got up to. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm looking at, I'm trying to find, because I remember somebody asked about who we think the top three at the Arnolds will be in Classic and Open. But mm. I can't find like a 2022 competitor list. Right. So I don't know who is exactly doing it. So I'm not going to say. Jack Buff's going to win the... the Jack Buff will win the Classic. And then they're instantly going to go, right, you know what? You're good enough for a pro card. And then the pro show. A pro show. Yeah, and then he'll win the pro show. And then he'll go, he'll go to the Olympia. And, and win. Like, yeah, and then win. And then Finn's just instantly the, the next match. Yeah, Finn's done. That's it for Finn. He's got a client to the Olympia in his first ever prep. Wow. Um, I got asked by DGJ Fitness, Dan the Gas Jones, best time to do baseline cardio during a push-up, fasted, post-workout or a rest day so gaining phase mate when's the best time to do cardio whenever fits into your routine there's not going to be much of a difference between any of those options um i quite like doing it fasted just because it's a good start to the day i always feel productive you know nice to get a bit of a sweat on just can do some work now i've got my recumbent bike um but yeah I, i quite like that as a start to the day but if let's say i worked started work at 6 a.m then i probably wouldn't do that i'd probably do it later in the day or I'd do it post-workout or generally just whenever fits into your routine. Um, yeah, I wouldn't stress too. It's not as if you're going to get more of a benefit from either or just the, the reduction in stress. If you're, if you're thinking, Oh, I have to do it fasted and that's causing stress. Like that's more of an issue. You're not going to get more out of it by doing it fasted. So whenever suits your routine. I was going to say in between sets. think about it yeah like you've done a set and then do five minutes of cardio then go straight back in front of the set and just keep doing it in between sets bro that'd be sound i can't remember where i got up to um well mate while you're trying to find we've got jack q bank best exercises for bulk up mode so you're trying to bulk up bro you but you and bulk exercises best to bulk up what exercises are good for a bulk bench flat bench yeah Yeah, a lot more dense muscle on flat bench 
Anything else or just flat bench? Flat bench for back, flat bench for legs. Flat bench for back, for, for flat bench for chest. Uh, pull-ups for back, really yeah. good for building density uh, when bulking. And um, barbell back squat for legs. Yeah, makes sense. Fair enough. And then the last one from last week. Would you rather only train calisthenics for a month or only eat the same meal for a month? From CAMS with a Z, got fitness. Eat the same meal. Yeah. That's a really, really easy one. Like, that's a very, very poor question, Cam. Step right. it up. Um, I feel, I'm pretty sure we answered how to figure out minimal, minimal effective volume. I think we did. Yeah. Right, the next one's DGJ. And this one, I've seen him message me a while ago as well, or maybe he asked it on a message. Thoughts on Ronaldo being in the mix for the Ballon d'Or. What the fuck did he do last season? Now, I completely agree he shouldn't be in the mix for Ballon d'Or, but he was our best player last season by an absolute mile. So he did do something decent. I, everybody, I, saw, I feel like everybody's against Ronaldo now because of how he's been this year, which is absolutely fair enough. But last season, like, we were horrendous and he was all right. Mm. So he did, he, he, he definitely earned us a fair few points. But that doesn't mean he should be, he's not in the mix of Willem Ballon d'Or, he's just on the list. Of course he's on the list, it's Ronaldo. Like he's going to be on the list. Messi um, wasn't on the list. Huh? Messi wasn't on the list. Yeah, who's, who's he? He's shit. He's not the girl. Uh, like the, 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 the nominees need to, they should just literally do like a top 10. Like Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz were nominated. Like they're wicked players. There's always not... a stupid amount. Yeah, it's, like, no, it's always like, I don't know why it isn't just like Benzema, Salah, Mane, Lewandowski, Ronaldo, Trath- Ronaldo, Rooney. Mbappe. No, no, not Ronaldo. Mbappe. No, Finn, this isn't funny because you laugh. You say Rooney and start laughing. It's like, what's so funny about it? Like, the <laughs> listeners don't find that funny. I don't know. Nobody finds it funny, but you start saying, yeah, Rooney. <laughs> I just, because <laughs> I always do it. I just like it. Yeah. No, and I reckon he should get it, mate. I reckon he should be in there, right? Okay. Fair enough. Wrong yeah. with that. Right. Yeah. I've got loads. So I'm just going to, let's just rattle through them. Yeah. These are from last week still. Nathan Gardner, how embarrassing is it for Reese having a really fast car yet can't turn up on time? Sound. Not embarrassing at all, mate. I'm not embarrassed. I it's only embarrassing if you think it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, Miles Mason, what steps do you guys take to further your knowledge in training, nutrition, drugs, etc.? Drugs, just take as much as you can. And training, just can you recover? And then nutrition, I mean... My fitness plan. Eat and see how you get on. Yeah. <laughs> Eat and see how you get on. Um, um, in all seriousness, like this is something to be fair. Like I do feel like we can both invest more time into our knowledge, but I feel like also when you're very busy and you have a lot of clients, and especially at the minute with a lot of shows coming up, it's difficult to be spending any time. Any any free time is generally well. You don't really have much free time. Um, it's generally spent on your clients. Um, so, like, whenever I get chance, I'll have pos- uh, I listen to podcasts. I'll have like educational YouTube videos on things like that. Like when I'm programming, I'll have podcasts on. But ultimately, like as we've said before, we're not at a level of knowledge. There's always more to learn. Of course, there's always more to learn, and a lot of that comes from experience as well. Like I've learned this year that like no two preps are ever going to be the exact same, no matter how you plan it. Like there's always going to be things that change. You can plan for something to perfectly happen, but things can change. You don't know how everything's always going to pan out. Um, 
but yeah, like I'll always try and listen to podcasts when I'm programming, when I'm setting up clients, things like that. Um, if I ever get spare time in the car, I'll put something like a podcast on. Um, yeah. But definitely one thing that I want to do, like once I've, me and Shannon have sorted out getting a house, is I want to actually sort of like invest more into my knowledge and actually go on and, and book onto courses and, you know, do sort of like actually sort of do something like this is, this course where you will get, let's say, this qualification or whatever it may be. So sorry, mate. Have you not paid four hundred fifty quid for J three University like me? And I worked through it, it, did it on prep. prep, didn't you? Did it on prep. Yeah, it was actually a good investment. I've not even taken this. It was a very good investment. But as we've said before, like I feel like nowadays there's so much pressure that coaches place upon themselves, and it's like you be like, oh, I've got to like. Let's say right now we get off this podcast. I need to learn. I need to give myself an hour. Experience is so key. And we don't have to listen to a podcast because we'll have 10 check-ins and we'll learn from them check-ins and it'll be learning from a process. So it's like, it's part of it. The last podcast I listened to was probably in the last week. I've listened to a podcast today. That doesn't mean I've not learned today. It's not like I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, and I think as well, like we've said, like a lot of podcasts that we listen to now, it almost just like, it was a different insight. Reiterates yeah. what we kind it's, of already know. And like, there's some things where they go, oh, that's interesting. Like if it's like something about a specific case study with a client or something like that, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, but I feel like nowadays, and probably not even nowadays, it's probably always been the case. Like people feel like they have to show that they know something by generally like either like making out making out that something is so much more complicated or advanced than it is yeah it's like even just with like we're going to do a whatever sort of specialized phase where we're going to periodize all this it's like ultimately you're just saying fancy words for focusing on a certain body part and you know seeing what you can recover from like it's just a lot of the time it's just fancy words that are used to make out that something is more exciting more marketable like that's kind of what it is nowadays is like what what can we do that sounds exciting um i can guarantee we would probably have more interest in coaching if we if we sort of advertise like right we've got this phase and this is exactly what's going to happen and we've got this exciting phase where this happens instead we're like very realistic and very honest and we're like right this is what we're going to aim to do this is what could happen if you do what you're supposed to do this is what might happen if you don't this is what we're hoping to happen, but you can never hundred percent predict something. Um, I think like a lot of people now it's like, they have to sort of exclaim that this is exactly what's going to happen because we know exactly what happens. You never know. Like for all you know, the client might not adhere or they might get ill or you know, there's loads of things, but yeah, like I think it's very sort of important that you don't sort of obsess over. I have to know everything because you're never going to know everything. Like we'll have learned this year from our clients prepping. We'll learn from clients in off season. We'll learn over well, time. Cool. Just, you just, yeah, you, yeah. You learn from your own training, your own nutrition, you learn, always learning. Uh, and that's why we've said before, like experience is so important. Like people that have been doing it for years and years and years, like there's no wonder that they're good at it. And also that they don't have to explain something. They just go, right, this is what, you know, we're going to do because I've done it with so many people and this is what, you know, I can expect to, to work. Yeah, good answer, mate. Go through the, your ones from last week. Yeah, I've got a lot. We'll do I've got a lot. Come Top on then, four. mate. Let's get them going then. Top four. This is Tommy Barker. Top four and relegation predictions. Already answered that one, mate. We did it last week. Did we? Yes. Um, okay, we did that one. You can only use... 
You can only use one for the rest of your life. Hack squat or Smith squat? Depends on the hack. If it's like the the matrix, but yeah, because you can band it hack squat. Yeah, but you can band the Smith squat. But I'd I'd choose a hack. But it depends if you're gonna roll out like an old matrix, like the Mark II matrix, or you're gonna roll out the Watson non-adjustable. I'd be like, yeah. You could also have a shit Smith as well. If it's yeah, the best of both, then generally I'd probably say a hack. But if it's an average Smith to an, a worse a port, yeah, it really depends. Like if it's an average Smith, average hack, you probably go hack. You'd go hack regardless, unless that the Smith is like the goat, the the Cybex. The goat Cybex. at the hashtag yeah. mecca, and the only the, the goat is the one at the mecca. Yeah, all other ones. Yeah, are shit. Nah, House of Games. That's the one. That's the goat, isn't it? Nah, is it not that? No. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um. For both of you, which body part comes in last during prep? Yours never <laughs> comes in. Yeah, well, good, yeah, good for me. It doesn't come in. My back, my back just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm really hoping. I've been doing a lot of hip hinging. I've never been this strong from the floor. And my back actually has grown, like, especially my erectors. I'm hoping that a bit of muscle can kind of just like distribute a little bit less body fat now when I get lean to my back. If not, two two bottles of vaso burn per day. In season as well. Yeah, mate, I'm get, I'm getting vaso burn from day one of prep next year. I'm just gonna layer it up. Honestly, I need to do everything. My lower back is the worst thing in the entire world. My glutes will be lean. My hamstrings will be fucking peeled. My legs are lean, and then my back is like, yeah, I'm twenty weeks out. I'd say, mine's my legs. Not like, my muscle there, but my back is peeled now. Yeah, my sure. legs aren't. So yeah, my legs. Um, we've covered that one. Top five member sites and podcasts to better your knowledge to become a better all-round coach. Okay, so we'll go J3 University, what he mentioned it. We'll go TBJP if it's drugs, but more so that's not going to be fantastic information. It's more so like the forums and stuff like that on there. Physique Collective, we'll go with them. We'll go... Hmm. PT Collective is that's a course, isn't it? That's not a member's website. Is that yeah? Um, I'd say 3DMJ podcast is good. Yeah, and we doing podcasts. That's right. I just had member sites. If it's podcasts, member sites and podcasts. Okay, revive um, strong. I actually think they're quite informational with the, with the, the hosts. I don't know with the guests. What's that? Revive stronger. Like yeah, I'm yeah. not. I don't think they're the most like gripping. I think we both said the same, like the way that, but they're very informational, you know? Yeah. Um, no bro, but that's J3. That's almost, you've got John Dewitt. You've got um, no switch fitness. What's his name? Something Miller, Luke Miller. That's Luke, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even just like the, the hypertrophy coach, I don't have his member site, but I know people say it's decent. Uh, what about um, is it muscle George mentors Osborne? before they sadly separated? George Osborne not in the game. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. Yeah. MBW. We need we we need to uh, give a shout out to MBW. Yeah. And every time we see AJ, we're like, mate, we need to sign up. And we haven't signed up. <laughs> we say that every time. I honestly do need to. Yeah, I'm not allowed. As I said, no, you did say you're not allowed in, didn't you? Yeah. Um. Also, what I'd say to a question like that is like. Find who you yeah. resonate with and what you like and what generally sort of you agree with. Because there's going to be some people, not necessarily like that you might not agree with, but you might not, let's say, 
your methods or what you enjoy, your style of training that you enjoy might not be the same as theirs or vice versa. Or, you know, there's, there might be people that you don't really find, you know, gripping or enjoyable to listen to or watch, but then there might be others that you do. Like there's plenty of information out there. Like, I'm sure there'll be loads that we haven't mentioned there. Like, so there is a lot out there. Um, generally just be aware whether or not it's actually decent information. Um, how to become an online coach Rocco Bonner 2 I feel like we've spoke about this plenty of times um, no, literally, get screencast or loom wake up and put Instagram stories up put a story up of your white monster a day train and post your training clips and post just a couple jump on, just jump on gear jump on gear build yeah. a half decent physique and there you go and then just claim that you're natty like Reese does Reese, yeah. used, Reese used to do when he was building clients. Yeah, yeah. That's how I built my name up. Just being a fake man. Um, Camzy.fitness. What shows are you boys spectating at this year? So we're at the UKDFBA oh. Northern. Reese yes. is going to be at the BMBF Northern. I'm going to be at the UKDFBA Southern next weekend. Um, yeah. We're both going to be at the Arnold's. Uh, I will be at the WMBF Supernaturals to see all the Supernaturals there. Uh, um <laughs> I'll be there as well because Conrad's going to be doing There's that. There's a fair few other shows that we'll be going to. Yeah. British finals um, with the UK FBA. And then I'll be, Sanaya's at the PCA Expo because she's got a stand there with Tom and she wants me to be there for a day. So I think I'm just going to turn up and be like, hey guys, I'm not part of Sanaya Fitness Posing. I'm not coached by Tom because they're next to each other. But I'll happily stand yeah, and I can guarantee people just coming up to me. They'll be all these. They'll be like, Reese, can you just come on, get some people to come over to us? I'm like, oh, I'll just stand there, just chat with chat. Uh, Andy Bewley, PT. Fantastic question. This. Why are United so good? This is when we were. This is when we'd had two games in and we were on zero points. Well, look at us now, mate. Look at us now. Six yeah, points. that's all we need to say. Jacob Phillips, can you discuss peak week in naturals? This is good. Yeah. You obviously don't know. So, um, Reese has been struggling, aren't you, with your natural clients? So much. I've been like saying, been like, oh, fuck, I can't, I can't give no, no, no. I, I said to Finn, I've been like, Finn, can I add Super Draw in the final week? And you're like, I think it's banned, mate. And I'm I think like, it's right, banned. I'll right. double check. Yeah, double yeah, check. Yeah, right, right. And I've all, and you were like, banned. And I'm like, oh, what is there? And you were like, honestly, mate, I don't think there is. I'm like, oh, not even allowed food. Not even allowed food or water in the final week in case it oh. comes up as something potentially yeah. banned. Exactly. And I'm just like, right, maybe if you crush Ranavar into your, your meal one, might get away with it if you don't know. You know, so yeah. But no, in all seriousness, as we said, literally, Finn mentioned earlier, every prep's going to be different. Every single individual is going to be different. I've had two clients on stage so far. I've got two more on stage this weekend. Um, one's for the PCA, so that's an untested fed. One is with the um, with the BMBF, which is tested fed. Both of their peaks are different because of based off timelines. And regardless of enhanced or not, it stays relatively similar in the sense of things you can manipulate. The only thing you get is you get more tools to play with when you're working with an enhanced individual. But even with an enhanced individual, I don't think there should be massive amounts of difference of drug deployment or manipulation of taking this in or putting this in. If you look fucking good, and this is what I've said to every guy that's got on stage so far, if you look fucking good a week out, you'll look fucking good when it comes to show day, as long as you don't cock up and make loads of changes. So 
if I was to think about for, for Frank and for, for Matthew, it was a relatively similar approach. Um, there was literally for, for Matthew, a slight amount of fat increase, not really a fat load, just a fat increase for about a week prior. That kind of stayed true. And then we found a baseline level of carbohydrates and we literally just kind of had a linear load into the show. With Frank, it was a little bit more aggressive. We wanted to have a bit more fat loss. So basically it was like a rapid back load, a little bit more aggressive towards the end. And that was both brought a very good look for, for what level of muscular, muscularity they have. For Comran this week, I don't want to say and release the tools because we actually know a few people who are up against Comran. So I can't I can't come out with what we're doing because it's, it's going to make such a massive difference. No, in reality, the BMBF is not the show we're aiming to be 100% at, but you will probably be 100%. But we're not going to be literally a very slight carb load, no fat load. Fat load might occur for the second show, maybe but definitely with the finals with how things are. But we're literally just building up carbs, dropping off stress through CV. With Reese, we literally had his first day of fat loading today. So literally, that's four people, all different approaches, and it's all going to be different. But with a natural client, we've always said to do a fat load or to drop carbs down when they're already depleted, you don't have enough muscle mass to really hold it. And you don't want to be doing like, right, we're going to deplete here, we're going to try and do this. If anything, we know carbohydrates and let's say factors kind of, let's say, fill intramuscular triglycerides and then carbohydrates to actually fill up in the sense of glycogen. They're the things you want to work with. And if anything, you just want to have a carbohydrate content. It's going to be good to promote fullness and then likewise bring down stress to bring it up and bring down CV and likewise steps and things like that. So I think I answered it quite well, but it depends isn't it, on the individual. Yeah, it's like there's so many different ways that you can peak someone, but one thing that I think is the most important thing is that it's not going to make a huge difference. Like yeah. by that point, you should already be in a good spot. And if you're not, then just keep dieting. Like don't stress about peaking. If you're still fat, just get leaner uh, or maybe move your show or do that show and just get leaner into it and then get better into the other shows. Like people obsess over peak week and perfect example. Like Maddie came around today to go through posing and she was like, right, peak week, like what we're we doing. And I was like, not a lot. Like we're not doing much different. I was like, literally from tomorrow, you're going to take out your cardio. Um, you're not going to do any weighted steps and we'll just start tapering your step down. And then I was like, and we'll do the opposite in terms of food. So it's like an inverse sort of relationship between food going in and expenditure going out, you know, generally throughout prep, it's you're obviously going to be in a deficit. So expenditure is going to be higher and food's going to be lower in that final week. You're sort of slowly reversing that out. And again, that's not always going to be the same for some people. You might wait until the end, like you said, with Frank, um, for some people, you might be able to do that for weeks and weeks before because they might be ready really early, in which case you can just find a look that looks mint and they're basically peaked every day and they could just step on stage any day of the week really because you've already peaked them early because they were ready so early. Um, obviously, if you get ready too early, it can be a bit detrimental, especially if you've got finals to look forward to. Let's say you're ready six weeks out from a qualifier, which is then another six weeks from finals you're trying to hold maybe stage condition for 12 weeks or more. It's pretty difficult. It's not impossible, but it's going to be difficult and you can start to sort of fade and look a bit stringy and generally just because your body's trashed at that point. But yeah, it's like you said, completely different depending on the person. But one, like things that I would say to avoid, don't change too many things. Don't add foods in that you haven't had for months. Don't cut water. If anything, drink more water and add more sodium. Don't cut water or cut sodium. Don't obsess over water and sodium potassium balance because again realistically there's not going to be a huge change from them um, and often the stress of trying to change them in that last week can you know cause more issues than it's worth if anything just eat a little bit more carbs with carbs we want a little bit more fluid with fluid and carbs we want a little bit more sodium so pretty simple really 
Um, and yeah, just basically it depends on that person and, and that scenario. There's loads of ways that you can. It's like the same saying as there's more ways than one to, to skin a cat, but you don't need to, uh, to really sort of just have one method that you think, right, this is exactly what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, I think it's almost a bit naive to think, right, this is what we're going to do. And if you plan it out early, like I've almost, I've been wanting to do that this year and be like, right, this is what I want to do. This is what I'd like for us to be able to plan out to do. But again, things could change a day later, two weeks later, you know, anything could change in that time frame. So you're better off really. And that's the importance of like morning updates every day. Like I've had clients checking in every morning for like eight, 10 weeks pre-show. So just seeing how they're looking every day, finding where they look best. You know, for example, you might know, okay, they seem to look best two days after a refeed. So then you can plan around that when it comes to the actual peak week, have like, um, have planned refeeds if possible, you know, during the, the diet so that you can use that as data for when it comes to the peak week in terms of like carb tolerance and specific foods and timings and things like that. Yeah. Good answer, mate. Good answer. Right. I'll get you how many, how many minutes have we got? We've uh, got one more two. and then we'll uh, jump onto the, this week's questions. Okay. Do you want me to do one now? No, I'm doing mine. Okay. Cause this is still from last week. This is from fitness journal J. Hey guys, such coaches. Ovs excluding Sanaya, who's your favorite female bodybuilder? Oh, wow. Don't Mate, have to exclude Sanaya. Neither of us would answer Sanaya. <laughs> none of us would say so. That would be the last. We'd be like, you go, Reese. What about Sanaya? I'd be like, oh, fuck. Are we so female bodybuilder? I'm assuming we're classing as not just bodybuilder. Like it could be any because Sanaya is not a bodybuilder. She's not a BB. She's not, she's not even wellness, is she? She's, she's not even figure. She's probably bikini at best, but we'll yeah. class her as figure for, for now. Yeah. yeah. It's tone figure, isn't it? So okay, it's PCA yeah. tone figure. No, it's like, who, definition of PCA tone figure? No one knows. So who's your favorite female bodybuilder, mate? I don't really have one, if I'm honest. I'm trying to think if anybody pops up. I think Meg looks wicked. Meg <laughs> I was thinking Meg. Every time I see her in person, I'm like, she looks really fucking she good. She does look good. I don't um, think she listens to the podcast, but if she does, no. shout out, Meg. You know, um, you know Loz's client, that Megan? I think yeah. she looks good. She yeah. looks sick. I like her. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't so really does like Claire her. in uh, Premier. Yeah. Yeah, she looks sick. She was doing some dips the other day, and I was like, look at her triceps. Yeah. Mini CG79 or whatever on Instagram. It's one of those, like, I feel like we follow people more so through the amateur ranks than we do the pro ranks. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were to get me to name female bodybuilders in, in the Olympia, I wouldn't know any. No. Or if you were to get me to name people, like, competing in the UK FBA this year, I'd know them. Yeah. Do you know Dana Lynn Bailey? Do you remember yeah. that girl? Yeah, she was she was cool. She claimed Natty. Old school. Wild physique for a Natty. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have a direct favourite, like, female bodybuilder. I'm trying to think of, like, a bit of a joke answer, but that sounds horrible to say a joke answer, but someone who's Sanaya. just trained. Sanaya. No, we can't say Sanaya, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except for Sanaya. Oh, yeah. Exclude Sanaya. Yeah. Right. Do you want to start this week's? Yeah. Cool. Right. We'll end it here, and then we'll start the second part with the with this week's questions. Yeah, buddy. All right, let's go. Cool, cool. Right, so let's get into it. We have Musa Moha. Musa Moha. What would you look for in a junior men's physique client to be competitive next season? Question mark. I.e., win a qualifier. So, what are you what are you looking for, mate? 
in a in a men's physique guy like what would you be looking for junior i'm guessing maybe uk like uk dfba regard he didn't mention if he was natty or whatever but the only difference is enhance you can probably get a touch leaner relative to having a bit more muscle mass and you'll have a bit more of a pop t delts what would you be looking for mate um abs because they're massively overpowered in men's physique especially with the uk dfba so yes. abs very very important um some form of v taper because generally like that is desirable in men's physique and often as a junior in or even as a like as a younger guy younger person doing men's physique like especially in the natural scene like often that kind of v taper is underdeveloped because they've not got that much muscle through the back um you'll get quite a lot like sunny for example like sunny looked really really good when he competed last year but he turned to the back and his back wasn't very good, just wasn't big enough. So his V taper wasn't great. His abs were pretty good. His posing was pretty good. His delts were decent. Um, but yeah, that V taper is important. And also just sort of like that fullness, that that round muscle. Um, for men's physique, you're better off going in on the fuller side. Even If anything, you could even be, if you're lean enough, you could be slightly spilled going into men's physique. Like we saw uh, Tim's client, like Tim's client should have won if, if, he probably wasn't quite as conditioned and if anything was maybe a bit spilled and he could pose, then he would have, he would have won easily hands down. Yeah. Which is a compliment. Like, cause he's look, he looked absolutely class, but for, yeah, you gotta, you gotta know how to pose for men's physique. You, you gotta well, practice so your posing. You know, it depends really on what they're looking for, because like, for example, Tim's client structurally was not men's physique. So regardless of, if he was, but you can pose to make your structure better. more men's physique. 100% but his his physique was not men's physique so it's it's like that blurred lines between like, like we said he suits what he did in the BMBF with that muscle model sort of yeah. thing but posing was, posing is drastically important like yeah, you could pose to make yourself more bodybuilding more classic more physique like a lot of that depends on how you pose yes a lot of it comes down to your structure but for example like you've got good you've got good structure for for any of them but you've got good structure for men's physique but you can also pose to make yourself look classic, but then you could also do bodybuilding poses. And in all three of those, you wouldn't go, nah, that guy's not this class. You yeah, would yeah, genuinely be like, oh, it's based this. on how he's posing. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. the same, even for me, like I'm not men's physique, but I could pose and make myself look like I could be. Like I, I could pose decently yeah. to do it. Like I wouldn't be amazing at it, but also a lot of it comes down to how you actually present your physique. Um, so yeah, be able to present your physique, have decent abs, and generally focus a lot of your training through the men's physique musculature. So chest, delts, arms, lats, abs, basically just upper body. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're being no like really picky, yeah, it'd be like side delts, rear delts, like literally the delts are very important, creating that kind of illusion. You get a round bubbly set of delts that's going to make your waist look tighter, lats from the front, lats from the rear, upper back musculature so like rear delts traps terrace majors rhomboids etc like we could literally name all of them but like across that top line from the front even the top line from like a posterior standpoint just, point, if you just think about upper it, body as a whole yeah, upper body as a whole yeah, yeah really good abs and learn how to pose yeah and it always has to flow well you know 
it's one of those where like you can and then at the same time like what we look at condition wise you want to be as lean as possible but you want to have especially in a natural realm you don't have enough muscle mass to get truly sliced for the vast majority and like i look at matthew and think matthew's a really good example like really really good example structurally absolutely spot on for for men's physique i have no doubts at all that if he has more muscle mass i've said this term he'll be winning shows he'll be winning overalls with his, his shape his shape is fucking wicked however if you were to look at it if he was five pounds sharper that's also less fullness that he's going to hold and more it's more apparent how much how little muscle mass he has in realm of let's say what his physique looks best at so it's a balancing act men's physique it's very challenging because in bodybuilding obviously there is going to be a balancing act but in natural bodybuilding get sliced and that's almost how it is and bring your best package in men's physique especially when you don't have a stupid amount of muscle mass to play with you have to find that balance you have to find how things look yes you want to be as lean as possible but being fat free for the vast majority isn't actually the, the best sort of look it might be a freaky look it doesn't guarantee a win so find what works best for you for for me like last year i would have been better if i was a touch softer if i was instead of it being 92 to 95 kilos if i was 95 to 97 kilos but then additionally would that have been better if i because i would have had to, to have potentially pushed a little bit differently maybe my back wouldn't have looked as good and that could have let me down so it's all about understanding Next time I would be getting leaner earlier quickly and because I'd know my back would take time to come in and then it would give me more time to fill up into the shows. And if I'm slightly overspilled, it wouldn't make too much of a difference because I'd be so lean at that point where I didn't have the time frame to run a proper fill up. The only time I did was the finals. And that was because I'd already dug so hard for the first two shows. I was always almost not playing catch up, but kind of playing catch up based off my lower back being the most fucking stubborn thing in the entire world. So yeah, part of it vaso burn needed that's what we need so just loads of vaso burn and just kind of get lean and that's that's it so this is from josh bogdani or bogdani you know the guy that came oh, second. second yeah he looked with. yeah he looked very good very very nice physique we both liked his, his physique a lot didn't we yeah, um, mate, we, I said this to him when I, I walked by him and said, me and Finn thought you look wicked. We did. We both, but in the, in the show, we didn't mention much at all about somebody looking really good. And we both were sat there going, that guy looks mm -hmm. sick. Like, yeah, very good shape, very good potential. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he, was, uh, he was good. And basically, this is a good question. So he put, teenage bodybuilding, worth it in your opinion? So That's I would question. say 100% because... You might, for example, like Josh, um, you might have done that show and realized that you hate bodybuilding like, or that you hate the competitive side of it. Like, even yeah. if you'd have won that show, let's say you'd have really not enjoyed it or you'd have been up on stage and thought like, oh God, I don't like this. I don't like being judged or you really couldn't handle the prep. Um, then at least you kind of know early on. Yes, you know, you're going to mature and could you be able to cope with it better in, in years to come? Yeah, definitely. But it's in my opinion, teenage bodybuilding is like your introduction to the sport. So like for Noah, for example, for Frank, like, yeah, they didn't place, but they learned so much from that. Yeah. yeah. Like now Noah's in a position where he's like, I want to treat my off season like I treated my prep just with a bit more food. And I'd want to be so much better next time. And I, I want to be regimented with it. And he's, he, he loves the process of it. And he, you know, he throughout the whole prep, he had a real good focus. Like he, was able to hone in on what he needed to do and take him away from other things in life, you know, which at times you need to do like, so there's so many benefits to it. You could argue there is a cost of, are you going to be wasting time dieting when you could be building muscle? Yeah. But also you could build muscle for four or five years and then be like, oh, actually I can't prep because I can't adhere to a diet or 
I don't like bodybuilding because I hate getting tanned up and being on stage in my pants. I don't like it. So I think it's worth at least sort of attempting it first. And you yeah. can attempt it while you're young. And if you like it, then great. And if you don't, then there's nothing stopping you attempting it again in years to come. It's not like you've wait, you've you've oh you've fucked it now. Yeah, you can't you can't be a bodybuilder yeah. anymore because you competed at 18 and you've lost all your muscle. Like that doesn't happen. So yeah, I definitely think there is more benefit. I, I'm personally if I'm honest, I'm a little bit more the other way. I like I actually disagree it slightly. I don't think team bodybuilding isn't worth it. I would just be favoring thinking if you know you, you're into bodybuilding, you'll run tidy ups, you'll run maybe aggressive diets for a holiday or long diets for a holiday. You'll spend periods of your teens, regardless if you're competing, most likely the vast majority will spend periods lean because as a 17, 18, 19, 20 year old, it's quite cool to be lean. It's, nobody will be spending the vast majority of time or very minimal people spend the vast majority of time in a gain of phase constantly, which if we could argue is probably the best thing to do, but people won't. And I would kind of say, like, if you know you're into it, I like, for example, I didn't compete when I was a teen. I don't have any regret that I didn't. I didn't compete as a junior, naturally. I have no regret at all that I didn't because I knew that this was what I was going to do and this is how I've been for so many years. Now, I look back and think I actually probably got lean enough to the point where I probably could have stepped on stage in junior men's physique at the UK DFBA at 19, at 20, at 21. But I'm glad I didn't because it was where, like, I wanted it to be something that I could aim towards. That's not to say I don't think natural bodybuilding or team bodybuilding at all is not worth it. But the answer is if you know you need more muscle and you know you're into the process, all it's going to do is, if anything, potentially limit progress potential. So it's going to really depend. But I, I quite like to know Josh's input on this because is he has he competed and thought this is not for me, or is he competed and now he thought this is for me? And if it's positive, wicked, and it's good. And even if it's negative, you've got your answer where you haven't committed to for something for five, six, seven years and gone, oh fuck, I haven't enjoyed this. So I think it, it's very person dependent, and and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. But I think I I'm not going to be the down the side of as a teen you should not saying you are no i think it depends like you say it completely depends on the individual like i would never push a young lad to be like you have to compete in teens you have to compete in teens like i wouldn't say that but if they were let's say 18 and thinking about oh maybe i want to compete in the future i would probably say especially if they've got enough muscle i'd say right go for it at least then you know and you're against obviously people of your age but also like you say now like oh i definitely don't regret that i didn't compete which is fair enough but you also don't know that if you might have competed at 19, 20, and you never know, you could have loved it and you could have been further ahead than you are now because you'd have had more experience. You'd have probably done, you could have potentially done better last year because you'd have had more experience on stage. You're a bit more sort of street smart and things like that. Like there's going to be pros and cons and you never know if you've not done it. Yeah. So I'd almost say like, if you're thinking about doing it, go for it. Unless you've got no muscle, in which case take your time to build the size that you actually need. So yeah, Josh, drop us a message and let, I want to hear Josh's input. I want to see what he's thinking. Get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Get him posing. Yeah. Get him posing on the podcast. We'll get all, all the teams back on and we'll have a live um, rematch. That sounds a bit... Uh, get all the teams back on. That all the teams cool. back on here, right? All those teams back on in their in their posing boxes, posing. And they're like, we're not... The recording light hasn't gone on. And they're like, guys, are you recording this? Is this going on YouTube? Nah. And Finn's like... <laughs> We're enjoying this. We we only watch the teams. We watch the teams. Yeah, we went after the teams. Yeah, we only watch the teams. We go to every show just to watch the teams. Sometimes yeah. when there's like a 15, 16 year old as well, we love it, don't we? Yeah, I thought you know the guy who finished last. I thought he got robbed anyway. You know that's what it was. We're posing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like yeah. he, I reckon posing wise, he was he was the best. So he was, yeah. Yeah, actually, posing was classic sick, posing, yeah. Posing was good. Was he? I think he was the one who was he the one who got down on the floor and was doing all that. I think that was him. Yeah, was that it was actually that's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So yeah, it was a good. The team class was probably our favourite to be fair to watch. So yeah, well done, Josh. Though on um, finishing second, mate. Well done so, on not winning, mate. Yeah, first first the losers part of it. You've done better than Finn. Yeah. Finn never got a second, Finn got third. So, Josh, you're better than Finn. Better than me. You are too fair. Fucking mint. Yeah. If you want I to thought, go, I thought, in all seriousness, I thought Josh should have won, but I can see why he didn't because he's more classic than actual bodybuilding. And they'll well, always, like, they'll always go you towards. Calling, the... You calling Lee out? So you you calling Lee out? You're saying that Josh got robbed? No, I'm not calling Lee out at all. You just said he should have won. Big words, that, mate. No, I didn't say that. I said I thought he could have won. Like uh, I thought, if 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 I again though, it's not based on just who do you think looks best. It's based on yeah. who has more muscle, who's more conditioned, and the guy that won had more muscle. He was more of a bodybuilder, so that's yeah. why he won. Yeah. Uh, right. Hope you're good, mate. Has the current season with quite a few clients competing given you the both the itch to move away from lifestyle coaching to mainly competitors? No, I. I think long-term, that's probably going to be the natural sort of trajectory anyway. But I still, I have loads of clients that are lifestyle, as, as do you. And I yeah. really enjoy coaching them. And I get on really well with a lot of them. And a lot of my lifestyle clients are very, very similar to prep clients. They just don't do a prep. They still train really hard. They still track their nutrition. They still keep on top of all the variables that they need to. And they just understand that where their goals are currently aren't down the competitive route which is fine um and therefore in some areas at times it can be a bit more lenient but i think what people think with lifestyle coaching is like oh just do whatever the fuck you want don't worry that, that's not lifestyle coaching that's yeah. just not coaching that's just being a shit coach and going yeah do what you want it's all right you're a lifestyle client you can get away with anything like yeah. that's not coaching um the only real difference with lifestyle coaching versus like prep coaching is you obviously go through a contest prep and I will come down on, on my prep clients a little bit harder if they're not doing what they need to do. Whereas if it's a lifestyle client, I'll say, look, I understand where your current goals are, but you also need to realize that you still need to put some effort in to reach those goals. Like, yeah. you, Otherwise, you can't just keep, just because you're a lifestyle client, you can't just keep doing what you've always done because you're not going to change. To make changes. Yeah. yeah, you've still got to adhere. You've still got to work hard. You've got to do all the same things. It's just that the goals aren't as extreme. There'll be coaches that do that. Like I said, I've said like, there'll be coaches out there that are cheerleaders that act like they're the I'll best make Most people are like yeah. that. Yeah, That's and it's most, like most people yeah, and, want that, and that might lead to people staying. But then I usually think what leads to people staying long term is they actually see the progress and think, "Fucking hell, this is good." How many Eventually, times do we have like clients like, who yeah. we almost have to tell them off and be like, "Look, like you need to take a look at yourself and think, am I actually going to put the effort in or not?" <laughs> like we'll have conversation with clients where it's like, you know, there's no point in carrying on if you're not going to put the effort in. Whereas most coaches would be like, "Oh, don't worry, let's have a look, let's try better next week, let's have a better week," mm -hmm. like we're the opposite of that and it's like look if you're not doing you're not pulling your weight you need to be told otherwise you'll just keep doing it and you're paying me for nothing exactly and, I, and we both said like we prefer to make less money lose out on a client or two and actually spend time with the clients who want to fucking work hard and want to put effort in than for us to sit there and just say yeah mate it's fine it's fine yeah, especially week of just not making any changes not making any progress yeah great like it's just it's a waste of our time yeah and it's a waste of the client's time and the client's money and but that's not a lifestyle client. That's just no. someone who's not willing to put in the effort. Or yes. And the thing is as well, like 
it's not just like, oh, you don't want it enough. You're not working hard enough. Like these are the clients who you literally say to them, like, what are you actually struggling with? What can I help you with? And, and, you, and yeah. they still don't even give you the feedback you need. You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. So I always yeah. say like when I have clients who are also coaches who like ask me like, oh, I've got this client who I'm struggling with or this has happened. You can't help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. No matter, what, no matter how good of a coach you are. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's people just like to have a coach so they, they can say to people, I've got a coach. Yeah, same well, with like, personal they, training. Yeah. It was always the same. Yeah, exactly. If someone yeah. cancels a PT session, what can you do? You can't help them, but they yeah. can still have, a, they still have a PT and it still looks like, it still looks like you're not getting results with that client, even though they're just not turning up to the sessions, not doing anything you ask of them. So yeah, it is difficult. Anyway, we went on a bit of a tangent. This is from Harrison okay. Smith. Go for it. Harrison's um, he's asked me one, I think. Yeah, yes. Has he? Um, uh, he is signing up. I'm getting him set up on Friday. Um, he looks good, to be fair. He's a, he's a teen. He's a young lad. He does look good. Uh, so he says, tell Reese he looks like he can't swim. Bet he gets upset. Can't swim. I can't. My, can't swimming, swim. my swimming technique is horrendous. My I'm not that slow at swimming. Yeah, I'm not that slow at swimming, but my technique is awful. Yeah. Like, shocking. I'm awful at swimming. Can't, can't be both. You can't be a bodybuilder and a swimmer. Can't swim. Although I did look like a swimmer when I competed. Yeah, true. That makes sense. Um, he's, he's asked me, you're a week out. Would you rather cheat on your diet or cheat on your missus? Well, my, my I can't cheat on my missus a week out because nothing is working a week out. Mm. I have there's no sex drive. There's not a sink. I didn't even. That's a good even question. Look, that. Yeah, and then like, so I, it would have to be cheat on my diet. But then like, would I rather? Would I? I'd rather cheat on. I'd cheat on tonight and just tell her afterwards and be like, oh, don't worry. It was it was all the trend. Well, it's like where do your morals lie? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, admittedly I'd feel worse for cheating on my diet I think I would feel horrendous <laughs> cheating on my diet yeah a week out I'd be like what the fuck am I doing but then relationship wise I'd be like I would just I wouldn't, never I wouldn't do be it. able to cheat yeah. I wouldn't I be able to cheat yeah. yeah I'd never do either yeah so if out. it had to be one it would be cheating on my diet obviously I, I couldn't do any a week out six months out never yeah you know, you know both both could happen both both <laughs> Yeah, both 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 are done regularly in the off season, so it makes sense. Yeah, right. good question. This good is question. Will Will Razo. Is Reese behind Make Bodybuilding Great 2.0? Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, it is me. It's confirmed. It is me. Yeah. Will, I just dodge you, mate. Look Will, can, can you stop? Got a bit red. Will, got a bit red. can you stop messaging me? It's like, it's like, it's like, make bodybuilding pay it great again. Can you stop messaging the page and just keep biting and respond? I told him, to that. I told him this morning on a voice note. I was like, I call them a sausage now because they do. And yeah. uh, I said to him, mate, you need to just stop messaging them. Why, why yeah. do you give a shit? Stop taking it personally, Will. Like, I know you probably aren't that serious and he's probably just having a laugh, but they want people like you. They want people to buy you. Yeah. And then that gives them content and story posts. Just treat it like a joke because it is a joke. The guy behind it doesn't have a vendetta against Stephen Physique or Jack Piad, unless he might. I don't know. They might have an agenda, but I doubt they do. It's lighthearted jokes uh, taking the piss out of the fitness industry, which is is social media summed up. You can take the piss out of anybody. It is what it is. Me and Finn will end up on there, as we said, and it will laugh. You know, we might not, but wouldn't surprise me if we do. We'll say something on a podcast that will get clipped. Whatever, I don't know. It's what it is. Yeah. It's what about liking teenage boys that we've just spoke about. Yeah, exactly. Reese Reese Fitton, more so Finn Kelly can Both exposed. 
Yeah. Um, he also put, he just put a separate question which just said cheat. Cheers. <laughs> What's the agenda against me? <laughs> me and cheat and then that. What, cheers, he thinks, what? he thinks, because he got you with Mike Crotch. You remember that time? Yeah. yeah. He thinks that it's you. <laughs> oh, did he actually do that? Or have you just <laughs> no, he might do. No. I don't think he does. Yeah, All right, come right. On. Most underrated exercise. Feeling classic. What's the most underrated exercise, bro? Um, maybe a forty-five degree hyperextension or some form of like machine extension, like a glute ham raise. I think they're underutilized, and I think a lot of people don't really get on with them, so they don't do them because the form is relatively difficult. I'm gonna say a dumbbell lateral raise or like a dumbbell curl, something like that. Yeah. You know. Like, because people what nowadays... The question? Most... Underrated exercise. Yeah, I don't think it's underrated. I just think it's underused, underutilised. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going dumbbell lateral shit. It's just not as yeah, optimal as a lot of people. Be like, it's not in line with the strength profile yeah. of the muscle. And you can argue that about a lot of movements, so, though. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But I feel like if you were to look at the vast majority of people now, it's like, you don't do a cuff lateral. What the fuck? Yeah. You know? And in reality, you can do a dumbbell lateral raise. And like, I almost feel like if we were to do a YouTube video, we'd ex- we'd have to almost explain why we're doing a dumbbell lateral raise. When in reality, it's a lateral raise that's easy to do that you connect quite well with, and it's with a dumbbell, it's and it's simple. But you almost have to explain why you're doing it. it. And it's like you don't have to explain why I'm doing a cuff lateral raise. It's just because everyone's like, oh, cuff lateral raise makes sense. But nowadays, I feel like the dumbbell lateral raise is a bit of a because it technically is obsolete if you compare, but it's not really because it's the lateral raise. Yeah. I think there's loads of maybe underrated exercises. There's loads of overrated exercises. It depends on you and what you connect well with and what you can progress safely. Yeah, I agree. Um, Mac and Morris, you just put, we won't lose famous last words. He's also asked, what's more important over time, strength or accuracy? And we can't accuracy. be coaches, mate, and say down the middle. No, I'd say accuracy because... You can't really, I don't know, because it's annoying. Because And you could train like an absolute pussy, but with accuracy and yeah. leave 10 reps in no. reserve and you'll never really build any muscle. But then also you could get stronger and still train like a pussy. You could still leave reps in reserve. Strength doesn't mean effort. So I would no. say accuracy. But then yeah. strength does mean mechanical tension, which is important. Yeah. I think I'm if you say, were to... Yeah, yeah, we'll say Max. both. Maximal, maximal, if you would say maximal intensity for both of those, maximal effort, you'd choose accuracy any day of the week because that was yeah, going to be yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's the answer accuracy. Because if you were to say maximum intensity but strength and accuracy, intensity like strength, is strength though, intensity yeah. is load. Oh, mate, if we're splitting hairs here, yeah, accuracy. So if, if, if maximal effort is applied, then yes, accuracy, yeah, makes sense. And then Mac also put also not a Q. So, mate, it's a question box. Come on. Yeah, you didn't even ask me a cue. Yeah, well, it's just pretty poor from you, to be fair, mate. But it was great to see you both over last weekend with a prayer emoji. It was great to see you too, mate. And Gabby yeah. as well. It was nice to meet you both. Yeah, Gabby was uh, was very pleasant. It was nice. To, I've never spoke to, I've never spoke to Macker in person, but I've never even really spoke to Gabby on any socials. But I know she's done a few posing sessions with Sanaya and uh, Sanaya was saying she was lovely. She, she was really nice. So yeah, it was good to, to see you both. And then also to see um, Mr. Big, big Freshwater, Mr. Freshwater. Alex, Alex Fresh, is it Alex Freshwater? I don't know. He's actually, I think it's Alex Freshwater. Alexander. 
Yeah, as always, I said to I said to Finn, I see him every single show that I've done since I've like met him, and it's the same conversation every time, which is sound. It's literally like, how's off season, bro? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, when are you stepping on stage again? Yeah, next year. Yeah, sound. See you later, mate. Have a good. Yeah, and then you all you all joke about gear, and I'm just stood there like, yeah, 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 gear. Yeah, yeah what are you running, bro? And I'm like just yeah. stood there, look like I've never trained in my life. Like, yeah, yeah, this, this is good. Love this conversation. Yeah. Conversation, you're like, Reese, can we go, please? And I'm like, Yeah, like, no, I was like, I'm just gonna crack on and train, leave you fucking big juice heads to, to talk about gear. That's all you've got to talk about. Yeah, you don't have but anything else, cool. you don't have anything else about you. All your personality is now is steroids. Okay, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you even think that. I have to apologize, mate. No, it's fine, fine. Right, I've got a few more, mate, and then I'm done. So have I. Sound, let's get them cracking, mate. This, Come is, on. From, uh, this is from Argon. You know, Argon, yep. Ev, Ev, Ev Goyvson. Yeah. Actually, what's his name? Simon Modica. Simon, yeah, Modica. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Simon or Argon. Yeah. Is it normal to piss three times per night? Mm, depends. Depends how much water you drink, you mate. You might drink a lot of water. I wouldn't say it's normal. I'd probably say it's on the lesser side of normal. But at the same time, if you're drinking a lot of water, like, yeah, if you're, if you're nailing two litres of water before you go to bed, mate, Probably going to the toilet a few times during the night. I'd say one's pretty common. One, one, maybe two, depending on how much fluid. If you're very you lean, then you might be going for a yeah. few. But again, you could probably limit your fluid intake a little bit more before bed. Yeah. He's also asked, what's the proper water and salt intake ratio? Yeah, depends proper. on the Yeah, proper. There's a, a formula. Yeah. These are the things we actually um we we spoke about as Jack like. As long as they're consistent for you and they work for you, I wouldn't even really worry. Like, we don't, I've never looked at my fitness pal and thought, oh my God, my, my sodium is, is this and my, my fluid is this. I need to work out the ratio. It's something you just almost kind of know for you for how much water you drink, how much, how much salt you utilize, and where your sodium, potassium, electrolyte, et cetera, all those fall. And if there's an issue, you address it yourself and you think, okay, maybe I could put, put this in, maybe I could put some potentially some more potassium in. You have the the low so the low sodium salt, don't you? So a little bit of potassium coming in through that. Things like that. You know, you might drink less water if you're going to the toilet constantly in the night. And I feel like these are the sort of things that we can definitely overthink about, like overthink and in reality just address it and think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think yeah. there's any perfect ratio for everybody. There's gonna no. be like a range. So like generally in terms of fluid intake, I would say anywhere between three and maybe eight liters, depending on your overall size, depending on the phase that you're in. But like, again, that's a huge range, like three to eight liters a day is massive. And even then some people will want more than that, depending on how active they are. If, you, if you're, let's say an elite athlete in something like CrossFit and you're training maybe twice a day or and in hot conditions, let's say you live you know closer to the equator and you're in a hot climate, like you're probably going to be drinking maybe more than eight liters a day, and it won't even feel like a lot at all. It could be you could have eight liters by midday, two p.m., depending on like your lifestyle. So there's numerous things, and I'd almost argue the more that you're drinking, probably the more sodium that you want because they kind of work hand in hand. But there's no perfect ratio. Again, like Reese says, just base it on you. If if you're noticing that your let's say your blood pressure is high, yeah, potentially that's something that you need to look at. You know, you mean you need to at pulling sodium down in the diet. If you're noticing that you hold fluid a lot, especially if you're dieting, maybe you need to pull sodium down. Um, there's numerous things, but again, like, do they play a huge role? Not really. I think that there may be by a lot of people sort of overly focused on instead of just being like, right, do I drink enough to stay hydrated? 
Yes. Am I having enough sodium to stay hydrated and get a decent pump in the gym? Yes. Cool. Do I like, for example, if you're getting cramp every session, probably not having enough water or sodium or both. Like, so like we used to say, assess what you actually require as an individual. Don't just go, Oh, well I read this and it says that I should have two liters a day because that would make me healthy. If I drank two liters a day, I would feel awful. Like I drink two liters by like the time I've done my cardio. Yeah, I'm just like 7 a.m. Like I would feel horrendous drinking two liters through an entire day, but that's what we're told to have as a minimum. But again, it's a minimum. It depends on you. Some people won't drink two liters at all. They'll find that really hard to get in. That's just because of what their lifestyle is or their previous habits. So yeah, very, very dependent on the person. Yeah, spot on. Um, do you find do you find weird to have clients who are not from England? Do you find it weird? No. It's just so weird. That's my answer. No. No. Hi guys, hope you're well. Hope you're doing well. Would you rather this is from Mackenzie, by the way? Would you rather we've answered this before, but would you rather be in a gym with shitty equipment and a great atmosphere, or a gym with great equipment and a shitty atmosphere? And we've we we say the same stuff. Yeah, we'd rotate between them if possible. We'd we've give it a bit. numerous times, haven't we? But... Yeah, you, you can create an atmosphere anywhere in your own head. You know, the atmosphere. I, I would. I would say better equipment yeah i probably would because then we did probably... out we did enjoy the sessions in the shed <laughs> yeah but that was because i think of this like if we had had that equipment and there were other people it was, i think it was, it was me and you yeah and if we had the option of down the road a really good gym with no atmosphere atmosphere we we train Atmosf- atmosphere. atmosphere that is that the atmosphere is that fire yeah. yeah um Ben Ridges, uh, he's asked how to fix scapular winging. So, again, obviously, I had it on my left side. I feel like I do still have it to an extent, but because I'm fat, you can't see it as much. But I do still get the same kind of pain. It's not as bad as it used to be. Um, but generally, like, your best thing you can do is to see a physio, work through rehab exercises, see what works for you in terms of managing the pain, see what doesn't strengthen the musculature around the scapula so not just like the rhomboids and the traps but also like the serratus anterior and the muscles that run sort of around the rib cage um and also just do movements that don't cause pain so like i've not done shrugs now for a long long time because they used to cause issues even like an rdl like i've recently added in a dumbbell rdl again and i can feel that it does pull on that left side a lot more than the right um if i do a hinge where I've got a point of, of basically an end point where the weight stops, where I can dead stop it. Then generally I don't have to be quite as controlled with the eccentric or the change of direction isn't as demanding. So generally my scapula doesn't feel as compromised. So there's like exercise selection plays a role. I can't dumbbell press at the minute and haven't been able to for a while because I just have minimal or poor scapula stability on that left side. So it just hurts through my scapula and then it affects all my other movements. So like I'd say the best thing I've done is just be smart with my training. Yeah. My exercise selection, not do movements that cause pain and generally just try and, and work around it in, in your training. And it should over time get better, especially if you have you know a physio who gives you some rehab exercises to do. Shout out Aaron, the physio. Shout out AB, ABS. Yeah. Um, right. What software do you use for coaching and why? And why make sell it? Come on, sell me what you use. So I use Google Sheets for training, nutrition, etc. Everything's in there. It's like a hub for coaching. Um, 
and I use it for that reason because it's easy. It's good to have everybody on the same kind of software, if you like. Um, sold. Huh? I'm sold. Yeah, sold. Um, no, it's just like you can tailor hey, it towards you sold. and what you Move want on. and what Move you on. need. Uh, Google sold. Photos. Google Photos. So you've got all the photos in one place. I know you just use WhatsApp, but that would annoy me because you'd have like loads of things between the photos and it's a bit of a ball ache to scroll back and find it and the date and everything. So I like it on Google photos. Um, screencast or loom. I use screencast just because I find it easier to use. I've used it for ages. Um, there's no real difference apart from on loom. You're in a circle rather than on screencast. You're in a rectangle. Um, and WhatsApp for, just daily communication and form videos and stuff. Yeah. Sold, mate. Can I sign up? Yeah, man. Yeah. Just uh, Link in bio. my application, yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, come on, this. last ones, because I'm dying for a wee. Yep, same. How to properly hit a rector slash back if can't hit pinch or squat due to bad back? Um, Do a 45-degree hyper, either based on... Like you can make it glute and ham focused by maintaining spinal position. So like stay in flexion, or you could make it erector focused by actually working through spinal extension. You could even do movements like a row with thoracic extension, which is generally still going to get some erector out of it because you're working through extension, which is primary function of the erectors. Um, but if your back's really that bad and that even those cause pain, then rest up and get your back sorted first. Because yeah. you're not going to grow your. I, I, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, like, you're going to struggle. Like, I'd assess what the actual bad back is. I think a lot of people say got a bad back, but it's like what the actual issue is. Can poor you get form, it? Poor form, poor recovery. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Could and I also would question, like, for example, with someone like this, could you do a 25 kilo, five second eccentric dumbbell paused RDL with a three second pause and the lengthened? You probably could. And yes, it might be really boring, but you'll still be able to drive up and progressively overload. And even if you have to stick at 25 kilos, I've got I've got a client, um, Stan, and literally his hip hinge has not progressed that well. He's very, very tall. We've had a few issues with bracing and his back's grown really well and his erectors have grown because we've just kept something consistent. And we've actually, in his newest training measure, placed it towards the end of his session. So it's literally the last exercise he does on his, uh, on his current pool session. And it's where, like, I'm not expecting him to go from three plates to four plates to five plates. I'm expecting him to stay at the same load, go through movement patterns, do things that are going to be safe and appropriate to his mechanics. And that will eventually correlate to maybe not direct progression, direct potential overload potential, but still some activation. And it might be where over the next year he might go up 10, 20 kilos. Wicked. Sound. That's almost what you have to focus upon. Not everybody's going to be able to hit pinch like five, six plates comfortably. You might be able to slow it down and still get something out of a very little amount of total load. Oh, right. Last one from me. This down, is from able strength, main gaining or serious massing phase for lifestyle clients. God, you can definitely tell he's watched my kids with tell for main gaining and serious massing phase. It depends on the individual, mate. Depends on their goals. Depends on composition. Uh, I wouldn't even specify, really, if it's going to be a main gaining or a massing phase. Look at them and think and almost assess, can you get their food into a spot for them to train hard and create a greater demand for food? And focus on training performance. If that results in their food being at a higher point, sound. If it doesn't, sound. Enjoy. Yeah, I think uh, it is completely dependent on the person. Yeah. Like I've had quite a few clients who they'll sign up and they're like really, really, really lean. And it's yeah. like, right, you need to get some weight on for your body to be 
at all sort of responsive in terms of building muscle because you're just not in a great spot. And then I might you might have someone else who starts who's really overweight, who we need to pull back. You're not going to get them as lean as the person who's really lean that's signing up, but you can get them leaner to the point where then they're probably going to be better off going into a quote-unquote main gaining phase. You're probably not going to go into a serious massing phase for someone who's always struggled with being overweight. Like yeah. That's not going to be ideal. So, yeah, very individual dependent. And last one, mate. Good MP and classic posing coach. Who are you going for, mate? MP and classic. Me. Yourself. Yeah, I just need to change my name to Finn Kelly underscore posing oh. coach, and then I, I can I can do it. Okay. So what? You just recommending yourself? Yeah. Where can people apply? Any um, applications? Drop me a message. Yeah. Fair to be fair, I'll just I'll just coach you, and then I'll just do your posing anyway. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know, type in on Instagram, mate. Just type in posing coach and there'll be loads who pop up. Like, there are a lot. But I would also say, like, it's one of those. You can learn a lot. If you're not the you can you know yeah. what looks good and what doesn't. So practice on yourself. I don't think many people do. Huh? I don't think many people do. Many people do. Don't I don't know. think many people do know. People no. look at themselves and go, wow. Yeah, that's what's maybe they don't. Yeah. then you could also argue it's the same with some coaches and some posing coaches will just be like oh yeah that looks good like when maybe it doesn't and also some posing coaches will just say the same thing for everybody which we've experienced and gone that doesn't look good on you yeah i won't name names at all because it's not as if the posing coach is doing something bad it's just reading i think looks good or, this is what looks yeah. good on me or what looks good on most people it's not going to look good on the same person if you've got a shit back then stop pissing about doing back poses in your routine Yes. Yeah, if you've got, let's say, really, really good push musculature, then hit front shots. Yeah. Or if you've got a mint back, do most of your poses from the back. Like, yeah. obviously, that's just for your routine. But in terms of like your normal posing, anyway, like, like you say, there's going to be loads of posing coaches out there. But ultimately, they're not going to do the work for you. Like, you still have to practice a lot and you still have to work on your posing fitness. And, they can help in terms of like small tips to perfect it, but it's going to come down to you and actually putting in the time and effort to get better at it. Yep. Spot on. Right. That'd be that. Finn can finally go to the toilet. I can have my meal and uh, we can enjoy the rest of our Sunday. If anyone has any clever questions, as always, leave them below, drop us a message. Story tags always welcomed. Generally sharing this out does us good so yeah yeah give us a review if you've not already on uh on spotify Spotify. help out the boys aka me and finn other than that guys hopefully everyone has a good weekend uh or has had a good weekend and we'll catch you guys in the next episode see you later